Hi, everyone. I'm Rob Rosalenko, director of the Joseph T. Quinlan Bereavement Center in Karen and Quinlan Hospice. And I want to welcome you to Grief Matters, conversations about life and death. No subject is off limits and no topic is taboo. I want to invite you to send in your questions about anything end of life, dying, death, and grief. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Grief Matters and our podcast from the Joseph T. Quinlan Bereavement Center. I'm glad that you could join us today to talk about coping with grief and loss. Before we begin, I'd like to remind everyone that the Quinlan Bereavement Center offers individual sessions, group sessions, and other forms of community support. And we can do individual sessions through in-person, virtual, or phone sessions. Um, you can call our main office in, Ag in Augusta, New Jersey for more information at 973-948-2283 or look us up online at karenannquinlanhospice.org slash bereavement dash center. So today we're joined by Janine Kuo, who is the owner and designer of Quotations, which is a stationary company and letterpress print and design studio. And she's the author of Welcome to the Grief Club, because you don't have to go through it alone. So just to give you an idea about the flavor of her cards uh, and her book, for that matter, her book's information about the author describes her in this way, which I thought was really cool says, when she's not printing cards or writing about grief, you can often find her trying to keep her ducks in a row, but one of them is always wandering off in search of snacks, which I loved. <laughs> I think most of us could relate to that. So it's my pleasure to introduce Janine Kuo. Janine, thank you so much for being here. Hi, Rob. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm looking forward to talking. So let's start off with this. How did you decide to write the book? Um, what influenced you to discuss the particular topic of the grief process? Yeah, so I lost my partner um, in 2016 um, when we were both 28. And he was the first person I loved who died. And the process of grieving his death was so much harder and more complicated and longer than anything I could have expected. You know, to be honest, I don't think I really thought about what grief would be like. And, I, and you know, at the time, I didn't have a lot of people in my community my age who had had a significant loss. And so the process of just trying to figure out what was going on and how to get through it, I started writing sympathy cards. Um, and they were just what I thought I needed to hear. So one of the cards, which is part of the book, is called Permission to Grieve. And it basically says, you know, like, however you're feeling, whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're crying, whether you want to scream at the universe, whether you want to be alone or be with other people, like, however you want to grieve is fine and normal, and you should do whatever is most healing and meaningful to you. Um, and, I, and through the process of sharing those cards, which really I wrote for myself, I realized that a lot of people were feeling the same way, that they felt kind of isolated and confused in their grief and didn't realize that, you know, I think what I realized is that a lot of us are feeling that way, um, but not really not realizing that we're one of many people feeling that way. Um, and so the book really grew out of the cards and wanting to share really honestly about what grief can feel like in case anyone else is feeling alone or isolated in their grief. 
And it's a fantastic book. Um, a lot of the questions that, that I came up with were, uh, I drew right from the book. Like, you know, well, how, how did you come up with that? Or what was the idea for putting it this way? And one of the coolest things about the book was how you were able to simplify such a complex topic um, as grief and do it in a creative way. It almost reads like a like a frequently asked questions sheet about the grieving process. Um, there was things like things grieving people do that may seem strange, but are actually very common. And not all grief is the same, but all grief is valid. So one of my favorite things about this book as compared to all the other books on grief that I've read is it, it, it almost seems like it's not trying to overcomplicate it. It's trying to get across a message of what, like you'd said, whatever you're feeling, that's okay. You know, that's normal. Is that part of kind of why you, you did it in that, that fashion that way? Yeah. I'm really glad that that came across. Cause that was a really important, that was really important to me when I was writing the book. Um, I think, you know, for me, and I think for a lot of people, especially in the acute period of grief, it's really hard to take in information. It's just like, I found it hard to like read anything or even write a simple email. And so I wanted the book to be something that was easy to pick up. So it's like short writings, illustrations, diagrams. So it's something that you could flip to a page, read a little bit of something and put it down if you wanted to. Um, you don't even have to read it front to back. So I just wanted it to be something that was easy or as easy as possible to read. And, you know, I wanted it to be also light in a way because it's such a heavy topic. And so I tried to incorporate like moments of levity or humor, kind of like what you're talking about, these like collections of, you know, strange things we do that um, are actually really normal. Or, you know, there's like Grieflandia, that's like a board game, like if, as if grief were a board game. Um, so I just, I wanted it to feel accessible and I wanted it to feel really warm and friendly. You know, I think there's a lot of really great grief books out there and a lot of them are written by grief specialists. And I think for me, I found it hard to read those, especially at the beginning. And I wanted to write something that felt more like talking to a friend rather than talking to an expert, um, like a book that reads as if um, it's like something you would say or something a friend would say to you. Yeah. And it really does come across that way. Um, like I said, I've, I've read many books on grief, but I have to say this is the first one that's written using language that many, honestly, many of our clients here at the Bereavement Center use. Um, how they're really feeling. So for example, towards the beginning of the book, you come out and say, and of course I have to, you know, tame the language to make sure, but I love this part. I actually just showed this to my partner this morning. I showed her this page and I'm like, how cool is this? Uh, it says, this is the absolute pits. F you universe and anyone who tells you that this is part of a bigger plan, because if it is, it's a blanking effing plan. And I like to punch whoever's plan that is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, but that's so real. That's, you know, when a lot of people come in and they start talking about it, they don't say things like, I have this feeling of sadness and depression and I cry for 45 minutes in a day. No, they come in and they, they pretty much say that like, this, if this is part of some master plan, I'm not down with this. I, I am not happy with whoever came up with this plan. So it was really, for me, it was encouraging to read that because I thought people that read this, I think can, can come away with a sense of it's okay to be 
angry and it's okay to not find a sense of meaning right away in that acute stage you were talking about. Yeah, I think so. It's funny because I went back and forth with my editor on whether to include expletives in the book. And I'm, you know, obviously we landed on keeping them. And I'm, I'm glad that I did because I do think that I know that's how I think and talk and other people talk about their grief. And that's just like how explosive it feels, right? It's like, as you said, it's like one thing to say, like, I don't understand or I'm confused how this could have happened. And it's another thing to just say, F you universe, right? Because that's just how it feels, um, even if you don't necessarily have the words for it yet. Um, And yeah, I mean, I, I wanted it to be, I just wanted to be really honest, right? Like I wanted it to feel like even if you don't know the particulars of my personal story I wanted to someone reading it to be like this person knows very intimately what it's like to lose someone that you love um and you know a lot of it draws from my own personal experiences and also from like what other people have told me about their grief so since making the Mm -hmm. cards and since publishing the book a lot of people have shared with me their own personal stories and I think that it's just really hammered home for me that all our all of our grief is different, but there's also a lot of similarities in the language we use and the experiences that we have. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the chapters is uh, titled Getting Along With Your Grief Monsters. So what are those? What are grief monsters and why is it important to get along with them? Yeah, <laughs> so grief monsters are kind of a shorthand um, for grief, I think it's a use, at least for me, it's a useful like personification of what my grief feels like. And so, you know, in the book, I had the catalog of grief monsters and sometimes it's like hairy and scary and it's overwhelming and you're curled up in a corner. And sometimes it's just like sitting heavy on your chest when you wake up in the morning. And sometimes it's like there, but quiet, just like there in the background while you're working or doing other things. And you know, like I'm not the first person to come up with the concept of a grief monster. Like I think we use monsters to like help us describe something that's scary, something that's haunting us, whether it's a grief monster or an anxiety monster mm-hmm. or a heartbreak monster. Um, but I think it's just like a way for us to try to put words around something that's really hard to talk about. Um, and for me, again, it's like helpful for me to say like, this is what my grief monster feels like today. Right. It helps it feel a little bit more tangible. Um, And in the book, I talk about getting along with your grief monsters, because I think for a lot of us, and I know for myself, like my first reaction sometimes is to be like, oh, I don't want them to be there or um, just like ignoring them as if they're not there. And hopefully if I ignore it, it'll just go away. But I don't think that works. And I don't think that it is really helpful in terms of getting through grief. Um, So I think there's something about acknowledging what your grief monster looks like today and like knowing that they're there. And then I think that helps us sort of process and get through it. Um, And I don't think that our grief monsters go away ever. I think that they change over time. I know mine have, like they used to be hairy and scary all the time and now it's not. But I think because they don't ever go away, we have to find a way to make our peace with them. 
Yeah, I, I think that's sometimes one of the, the misnomers that people have is this idea that time heals all wounds. And often I have to say, it, I don't believe that time heals all wounds. I said, but, but time allows you to be able to adjust to learn how to live with the wounds. And they're not as painful as they are in the beginning, but it, it's not like you can escape from them. It's not like you're going to forget about them. It's just the, the memories and the, the views that you look back on are, are very different as time goes on in the grief process. So what do you think the most important thing, um, what's the most important thing that you want readers to know after reading your book? So what idea or ideas do you want them to come away with? Yeah, so a lot of the book is drawn from like my own fears and doubts about my own grief. Um, you know, so the question, am I grieving correctly, right? Like, am I grieving too much? Am I grieving too little? Am I crying too much? Am I crying, not crying enough? Um, is my grief even valid, right? Is this as big of a loss as it feels to me? Like, those are all questions that I really struggled with and I felt really alone in. And so my hope is that anyone who reads the book will feel comforted by the fact that whatever it is that they're feeling or whatever it is that they're experiencing, they're probably not alone. And also it's okay. And I hope that they give themselves sort of more grace and more permission to grieve, whatever that looks like for them. I like the idea of, am I grieving correctly? I think, uh, I think that's what I'm going to title the name of this one, the name of this podcast. Cause that's, that's to me, that's perfectly it's it's said perfectly that's really to me what the book was about it's it's normalizing behavior and it's doing it in everyday language it's not trying to overcomplicate it it's basically just trying to say listen whatever you're feeling wherever you are that's okay you're all right right where you are and if today you had a good day you don't have to feel guilty about having a good day and if you ended up today crying for an hour that's okay too it's just it normalizes it which I, I think is is a fantastic idea and it's a great way to get through the grief process. So Janine Quo, thank you so much for being here and thank you for the book. Uh, the book again is called Welcome to the Grief Club because you don't have to go through it alone. It's a fantastic book. I would certainly advise anyone listening uh, to pick that up. So Janine, thank you so much again for being here. Thanks, Rob. Thanks so much for chatting. If you'd like more information on any grief or bereavement issues, including options for counseling, please feel free to call us at the Joseph T. Quinlan Bereavement Center at 973-948-2283, or you can contact us at our website at karenannquinlanhospice.org and click on the bereavement link. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Grief Matters podcast on Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, or wherever you get your podcasts. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Take care of yourself.